Some people don't know why they want to have kids. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Girl, dark is beautiful. They take people for idiots. They've taken me for idiots. Girl, we are all idiots. <laughs> you people are not having chaotic life experiences that taking you to Reddit to go and share it mm. with me on this internet. Dark and the berry, the sweeter the... Hello everyone, my name is Moya. Hi, my name is Tosa and I'm the host of Feasible Podcast, where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. Ready? Ready. Hi everyone! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good day, mate! <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Moya and Chosen here on Peas in a Podcast. So welcome back. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome to our side of the internet. And if this is, you know, your returning, your returning guest, thank you so much for tuning in again. Our OGs, our Gs, our thank main you. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, today we're gonna be talking about. Sorry for the accent. What are we talking about today? Well, this is very tough for Yoruba Bib to say. So I'm Yoruba and like... Just say Reddit stories. We do have age factors. Just say Reddit stories and not We're doing Reddit stories, but specifically the am I the asshole? <laughs> you guys see me. It's so hard. Also, I don't think we're doing specifically am I the asshole because my stories aren't am I the asshole, the ones that I found. Mine are. So, but I don't know if we're specifically doing that. I think it's just generally Reddit stories. Oh. We kind of agree on what we're doing, but it's just vibes. All right. It's all vibes. <laughs> we're doing Reddit threads. Yes. Um, And yeah, so that's basically the gist of it all. And stay tuned because we're going over stories that we both haven't shared with um ourselves so it's our first time reading them to each other and we're yeah. getting the fresh reaction on both of them and we'll be giving unsolicited opinions if you're an og listener you know that we did this in season one mm-hmm. i think that time it was more specific to like friendships and stuff yeah um, like relationships. or relationships yeah and so we me and moya like brought our own blind stories so i'm excited to see what moya has for me today because i'm in the mood to laugh i don't want to talk about things serious well 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 <laughs> Hope you're not giving me anything serious. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Before we get into all of that, as always, I hope you all have been doing great. It's been a while since we recorded. But I actually missed right? it's been like doing this. A month. Yeah, full month. Wow. And like I've been looking forward to recording. It Same. feels like I've not connected with my G's for a Same. long time. Um, but yeah, so since it's been a month, Moya catch us up. What's been going on with you? Hmm. I guess it's not been a month for them. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks for them, but it's yeah. been a month for us. Yeah. <laughs> Real time. Um, we haven't recorded in so long, so I'm really glad that we're back. I've had a tough week. I feel like September was all over the place. I'm mm. not going to lie. It was like good. That. My parents were here for like half of September and it was really good having them around. It was interesting. I had to go re-listen to our episode on <laughs> owning your individuality as, you know, away from your parents. So it was really helpful. And I, I, I really tried. And I, I don't know if I fully own it, but it is what it is. But <laughs> I really enjoyed having them. And now I miss them, which I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, duh. Um, but, yeah, I'm just I'm pushing through as much as I can. And I'm also sipping on wine. So I'm very relaxed right now. If you guys want to know, it is um, currently, what's the time? 
9.31 p.m. as we record this. Yep. Um, On a Friday. Yes. And we both went to work, like, in person. So if our voice is not even sounding peppy, it's because Hogogoro no be vodka. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The way you just put it in. Okay. Backstory. If you listen to Ashake, the singer, Tristan was obsessed with the first album that he brought out. The Nigerian singer. Go look him up. And then the second album, Tosan didn't really listen to it, but then I played Lonely at the Top for her. And he talks about Guguru. No be vodka. And since then, everyone say, how was work, Tosan? Guguru, no be vodka. Like, <laughs> guys, that's my new saying. It's just like one past the other. One mm-hmm. is greater than the other. One is stronger than the other. Okay. And sometimes life is stronger than me. Sometimes I am stronger than life. So tell us how your life has been then. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, um, maybe because my past couple months have been fine. Um, guys, I'm really in that age where everybody's married, you know. I've just been going to bridal shower mm, here, was, wedding here. Everyone is getting married. Um, one of my co workers at my old job was getting married, so I went for her bridal shower. It was so fun. We went to this Italian restaurant, I forget the name. Mm. Um, and it was like a five course meal. I feel like that's the first time I've had full five course meals. Wow. Like where you didn't get to pick what you wanted. They just bring it to you. They just bring it to you. It just kept coming. It just kept coming. It was really good. And then we left the restaurant like 12 a.m. And then we went to a um, a karaoke bar in Bathurst. Cute. Um, and we were there till like two and it was really fun. And you know what? It made me to know that my friends don't really love me. Because ah. the karaoke bar, we're singing mm-hmm. K-pop. And every time I sing K-pop oh, for my gosh. girlies here, they're always looking at me we like... We always know. It's because we can't join in because we don't know what they're saying. But we we cherry on. You have the whole like channel on YouTube dedicated to K-pop in my house. Um, but yeah, it felt good to belong. Um, I really enjoyed the um, thing. It's just like, oh my God. It's really wedding season for a lot of people. For a lot. Well, good luck yeah. to them. Good luck to them. Cheering you Wishing on. Please continue happiness. to invite me. I like to dance. Please. I like to party. Oh, I'm based specifically. I need to shake <laughs> my body uh, to some Fujit. Yes. Before we go into the episode, though, we do have an announcement. Yes. So I don't know if you've already announced this. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we've probably already announced it on social media. But we're starting Peace in a podcast um, book club. Wow. That's so exciting. Wow, 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 I am wow, very, wow, very, wow, very, wow. very excited. Um, it's interesting because we have both multiple times, multiple years, decided that we're going to read a specific number of books per year. I think I passed last year. How much did you do last year? Okay, the goal was 12, so one per month. I, didn't yeah. think, I think I did 12. Oh, huh. Well, <laughs> if you heard that sound... This is reality. This is Toronto. Oh, exactly. I think I did 11. So I'm going to count as I passed. Guess my goal for last year. 20. I was going to do two per month. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> two. two books per month. Okay, no offense, but like, how'd you go from... Guess how many I read. Super year. I read half a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on that page that I read you last year. You know what? Year. There are some things that just, you know... But we are changing it. We're changing it. So we're starting piece in a podcast book club where we'll pick one book 
per season. So mm-hmm. it's not a huge commitment. Yes. You can follow along. And we have two seasons per year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we should make our seasons longer, but that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. We have two seasons per year. So um, that means two books per year. We will start reading it at the start of the season and then we'll have a review kind of podcast episode at the end of the season so we can all like come together and chat about it and laugh about it. Yeah. Um, we have picked our first book for this season. Moya, can you get the book? Guess the book. Can I guess the book? Okay, you tell them the book. Oh, I was like, I do know the book. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the book is called Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. And it's a rom-com novel. Yeah, so it's given soft. We're starting soft. We're starting with... Light, cute. Yeah, we don't want to... Re- We're going to do one of the Yagyasis. Yagyasi, the, oh, the Transcendent they, Kingdom, wow, the Homegoing, but those are heavy books, so we're like, you know what, we've got to start a life with the girl. Yeah. Uh, so, Honey and Spice, so go pick up your book. We're going to start reading it. By the time this episode comes out, mm-hmm. um, this will probably come out maybe on the 7th of October, sometime around then. Mm-hmm. So, we'll probably start the week after that to start reading. We'll do multiple checkups um, and check-ins during the weeks and the months as we get closer to it and then we will wrap it up with like a book club it's not book club book club that we are going to meet and discuss but it's going to be a podcast episode where we can kind of review the book and everyone can chat about it and see what they liked and what they didn't like and how the book was and give it a rating at the end so join us on this journey i hope you do i hope this spikes your passion for reading or helps you create more goals Mm -hmm. um to read more because you know we're intellectual babes yeah happy <laughs> sexual <laughs> um but yeah okay so now we want to go into the stories mm. our reddit stories i can't wait to see what Tristan has for me and i hope i think my story is a little exciting chaotic. not chaotic, chaotic. Oh, no okay. i don't do chaos guys no you don't i'm not a chaotic babe no worries i do soft luscious and mm-hmm. educational all right so i'm excited to see your stories too Okay, so... Do you want me to start first or do you want to start? So, let... I'm going to have you start first. Okay, so my first story... Um, first, let me start with this. The people on Reddit keep are not serious. <laughs> because if you really, truly think that you have a problem in your life and there's the people on this internet that want to help you... You know what it's giving? It's giving what? A Swiss. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually think... I cannot imagine having such a deep, like, a rooted complex issue and i come and type on reddit for these people to help ah, me why not though because if you're just like you know life's a lot i've asked everybody in my life let me just give strangers to help the people of the why not of uh, obama's could, internet you could have some intellectuals beyonce's internet you never these know people, they are not serious but this beautiful person titled this your reddit story i faked it till i made it into a job that i'm severely underqualified for and i'm terrified when i first read this title i was like girl haven't we all (laughs) Hmm. but here's the story yesterday was the my first day at my job which i was told was mainly the field i'm interested in but with some it type thing on the side when i was pitched um, what I was pitched was basically minor things, keeping moni- uh, monitors updated and being the last option if someone else doesn't know how to fix something. After talking to one of my coworkers a bit, um, I'm scared that I'm in over my head. 
While it's probably just first day nerves, I was told that I'm in charge of keeping the website up to date and seeing the piles of notes that the last person left after only nine months in the position. I'm worried that there's more involved than I think. Coupled to that, with my complete fumble yesterday in finding out what our IP address is, I'm terrified that I've put myself in a situation where I'm doomed to fail or at least make myself look like an idiot. Have you ever been at a job where you feel like, girl, I know nothing, I'm just cruising? I've been there. But then in my head, I'm like, well, I'm here now. I have to keep going. You know what? It's so it's so interesting because as a healthcare provider, I can never... You can't, though. I can't publicly say... Our lives are in your hands. <laughs> I can't publicly say I've ever been at a job where I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I can't say... That nursing is a lot about learning on the job. Really? Um, well, you learn the basics. What do you mean basics? And you learn the textbook. So you mean textbook is still basics? Small stuff? I think so, because like something can mean something in the textbook, but like a disease can have different presentations in women and in men. It can have different presentations in African-Americans and the Caucasians and the Latinos. Like things show, and it's usually very, very health is very personal. Mm. Um, and so you learn about things as you go. Remember, I don't know which episode I was saying that IV um, insertion, all those things are things I learned on the job. Like you do like clinical like practice in the lab and you know mm-hmm. the science behind it, but that's just so much different than dealing with a human being, um, dealing with someone who's terrified, dealing with like emotions and like just the holistic being and everything and so i feel like the first couple months as a nurse i was just running up and down when i went to the uh, the bridal shower um with my ex-co-workers a few of my other co-workers were there and that was the job i worked at for the first time um mm-hmm. after i graduated and they were like you were always busy i said girl i was fighting for my life every shift <laughs> You're like, oh, it felt like we never got a chance to chat with you because you're always busy, you're always running around. I was like, I was gasping for hair. <laughs> Neck yeah. above water. That's what was happening to and me. And it was also during COVID, no? Yeah, it was also during COVID. Uh, so it was, it was what really about it? Um, but I found this story very interesting. That's why I wanted to share. Moya, do you have advice for anybody that feels like they don't know what they're doing at their job? With this economy, you have to stay. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> she said continue to fake it. No, you have to fake it. I'm so sorry. I used to hate, hate, this saying before fake it till you make it but now you really have to fake it keep faking it as long as you're not killing it but that's fine keep faking it okay. except <laughs> except what Moya <laughs> Moya except what I'm sorry because I feel like you know what I'm talking about except what except orgasms but like you <laughs> cut it you have to cut the cameras no but Moya, you you know, ridiculous. Okay, I'm sorry but like you need to <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I just had to. But we need to fake it to make it in jobs. Because there are just sometimes that I truly believe that even the CEOs are faking it to the board of directors. Like they're everybody's faking it. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're what doing. doing. So you just have to keep it. And this economy, what do you want to tell them? Oh boss, I don't know what it is. That Let them is. fire you. Do you get but like start watching videos on YouTube or Start having, how, oh my gosh, at work, I make sure I always have like a buddy, like one person that I start the job with. I like hold on to them tight. Hold on to them tight. Even if they move you people, stop messaging them private, like, hey, what's up? What's good? 
<laughs> like you have to have a friend. So when you need them, you would like I need them. Oh, God, but do you get? I need help. Have <clears throat> yeah. Because in this economy, you can't afford to get fired. Or yeah, I think you should stick it out. Girl, keep faking it, but then don't be. Don't be an idiot, like you say, and not like do something about it. Yeah. Every time you find something that you don't know, go and know it. Yeah, and like ask questions now, so that, that you it's not a year later and they'll be like, "Babe, we expected you to have known this now." Like, start asking as many questions, even though they think you are annoying. Ask it now because now is the time. But with some of the technicals that they think you already know, start learning it. See, on but the also side. I want to say something because in the job place they always say there's nothing like a stupid. There's no such thing as a stupid question. There there's a stupid some, question. Hmm? No? There's a stupid question. Go ask YouTube. <laughs> No, ask YouTube. If it's something that your manager thinks that you should know and it's the basis of your job, yeah. don't ask them. Go and ask YouTube. Or, or ask go find someone. Chat GBT. Chat GBT. Or ask someone who like is in the same role that maybe is not at your job. Mm-hmm. Um, network, coffee chats with some people and say, girl, I have questions for you. Yeah. Because this corporate industry, it'll be shocked. It'll be it's shock choking. You. It'll shock Step you. Step on your neck. But yeah, that's my first story. See, Cute. look here. It's giving okay. advice. It's giving it's adults. Really, yeah. It's giving... Yeah. Okay. Give us your story, Maya. My own is... This one's a bit long, so I'll just give you a heads up. Um, So, am I the asshole... Oh, hey, God. Oh. Am I the asshole for returning birthday gifts? Mm. I, 23 female... I'm actually 23. <laughs> met 32 male last November. Why did you say the 32 with him? Because it is a 32-year-old man. Yeah. Anyway, um, last they met last November, and we officially became a couple in March. For a birth for my birthday in April, he completed he completely cheaped out and only bought Clarence in bracket and is financially stable. Mm. And even went as far to buy me a pair of shoes in a bigger size because they were a couple of euro cheaper. His birthday was at the beginning of September, but we were abroad and he said to wait until we're home before buying any gifts. He had some big, some pretty big and expensive requests for his birthday, so I was glad he suggested this to relieve some financial pressure. When his birthday came around, the weekend we returned home from holiday, he felt disappointed that I was essentially empty-handed, in bracket, but baked a homemade cake. I decided to finance his gifts because I had no money until payday. He wanted everything he requested and not just one singular thing, and I foolishly obliged. I spent, um, I spent double what he spent and essentially left myself in debt for it. I held onto the gift because I just didn't feel completely right about the situation and told him they were delayed in the post. He invited, he invited me to a family event at the week at the weekend and said it would be rude to show up empty-handed. So I spent 70 euro on a gift for his niece and decent wine with chocolates for his siblings. Turns out he was the one who invited me and not his family. And that's and that there's actually no space for the two of us and he's too cheap to chip in for a hotel or BNB. I decided to stay at home and not go, but he expected me to give him the gift I bought to bring for him, from him. When I said no, he was actually taken aback. Today, I packaged his gift and returned them, and I also returned what I could 
of the gifts I bought for his family. I work really hard and I don't want to fund no scrub. And dare I even feel bad for saying I want to be spoiled occasionally. Am I the asshole? I'm going to allow him to enjoy this weekend with family. But as soon as he returns, I'm going to end things with him. So, <laughs> hmm, 32 female, uh, sorry, 23 female, 32 male who is financially stable. What do we think? Is she the asshole for returning the gifts? And she was in debt. She was, See, she was fine. People say they finance cars. They are on mortgage for houses, not for gifts. That means she's poor. This is why I'm not fit for the dating industry. Oh, girl. <laughs> because they take people for idiots. They've taken me for idiots. Girl. We are all idiots. <laughs> this is why I'm not fit for the, industry, the dating industry. Because, one, you cannot give me a decent gift. Wow. Let's not say, okay, you cannot get me. And I'm not a really gift. Like, I think this is also difficult for me because I'm not a big gift person. Um, but let's say you cannot get me a gift. You could have bought small chocolate. Hinter Dollarama. Poundster. They're, they're, like, doing, they're doing euros. So they must be doing like, euros and pounds. She, she get me. Um, but you went to go get me a shoe that's bigger than my size. So something Bigger? Not, am I going into it? Something that's not my <laughs> fit. <laughs> And then you have the guts, the effrontery, the audacity to give me a list of expensive gifts that you want. Mm-hmm. I would have bought a Bible. <laughs> Let Jesus comfort you, you in your singleness as I'm about to me. leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Let Jesus comfort you in your singleness because that that's really? ridiculous. And I'm supposed to be your babe. <clears throat> I don't have patience. I'm God, please... I pray for the, for the wow. humble man that I'm going to end wow. up with. Because like, it's, the fact that you invite me to your family home, your family doesn't know I'm coming, so I have no place to stay. Mm-hmm. And you can't get like a hotel. Girl, you're not the asshole. Throw the gift. No, don't throw it. Oh, please. You find return it. it. Return it and get your full money back. Get your dollars. I'll be your euro. <laughs> get the euros back. Get the euros back. I'm and that thing, that thing I'm with... Uh, Financing stuff. He's nine years older. It just proves that, like, dating older men won't really. I guess it doesn't really. It doesn't give anything. Or like dating older, not just men, but like dating older in general. It just looks like it's really the mindset. If you're foolish, really the wisdom. you can be foolish at fifty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's really the wisdom. I think. Um, I think it's fair. You treated me anyhow. You didn't give me a gift, like even a worthy gift. And it's not really about the gifts because, like, I don't care. Yeah. It's the effort. Like, even, okay, let's say you don't want to give me an expensive gift. At least buy me a gift that I can use, not a shoe that I cannot wear. You get, or give me, a, give me a gift card at most, and I'll go and buy what I want. But don't give me a gift card. Girl, like get that. your money back. Buy yourself something nice. There's really pain that it's poor. And please, please, please stop financing for rubbish men. Do even find not not even men. Don't finance for anybody. That is not worth it. That is not yourself. Only if you have like a kid. But like, I don't understand being broke for for a scrub, like she said. And like, no, it's not even the part that's your partner. Just being broke for anybody that's not willing to put in the same effort. Mm-hmm. Please get your money back. Wow. Anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Back to you. Over to you. Um, okay. Um, mine is 
Let me see. I don't know which one I want to do. There was one that was a little chaotic, but you know I don't want to do chaos. Um, this one, um, it's not um, I the asshole. This is just also another, like, just someone sharing their story. Mm-hmm. And this one I picked because I kind of relate to it. Um, this person said, I moved to the U.S. and I feel so alone. That's the title. Okay. Same. Like, oh. I understand the immigration journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story goes... I moved to the U.S. From my, for my master's from India just about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's been very hard, honestly. The different education system, the styles of leaving, everything is pretty different from where I'm from. I wish I could say I've had luck making friends in class, but I'm honestly pretty shy and don't often go out of my way to talk to people. So it seems like the other people in my classes talk to each other and are friendly, make plans, etc. I also am not exactly attractive, just plain. Um, this this was really hard to read. And I'm darker skinned, mm. and I think um, I don't think a lot of people like that. I see all these couples that have formed so quickly here, and I honestly feel like nobody's ever going to like me enough to approach me or anything. I just feel un- unattractive, dumb, and really alone. Mm. I often find myself wishing things would just change. That's really hard. It really is. Well, dear, sorry. It's first. Girl, dark is beautiful. Dark and the berry, the sweeter the juice. The juice. Um, it's. I when I read it, I was like, oh my god. I remember being in the same space, not necessarily feeling like something was wrong with the way I looked, but also just feeling like you don't belong. Like it's such a dra- drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from another side of the world to a completely different culture yeah and i remember when i first moved and if you haven't listened to our immigration story go take um a listen it's one of our first like first couple episodes i think so yeah (laughs) if we did not get it right i'll find it um but it is one of our best um one of the best episodes i recorded and sometimes i even listen to it just because it's a reminder of how far the journey has come um, and I remember feeling in that moment where you don't know absolutely anyone. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're just like, oh, my God, what if, what if, like, it stays like this forever? And to be honest, what I've learned is, like, you will always find your people. Yeah. No matter how far in the world you go to, you not even, maybe it's not a large group of someone, of, or, like, a large community, but you will mm-hmm. find one or two people or three people that will make you feel like you belong. Yeah. And it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of friendship, the quality of relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was reading this. I was like, damn. I remember I didn't know Moyo before. Yeah. I met Hi. you here. Now we're partying. Uh, yes. And hopefully, hmm. oh. I was going to say hopefully in our lives together, but the way friendship have done me. Oh, girl. <laughs> Honestly, same. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just like, I didn't think I would have the friends that I have today. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say some effort has to be made. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, when you mentioned, you know, you always find your people. I fully believe, or like, you always just have your own people, basically. Like, I think it's conditional that, like, you put yourself out there as well. Like, you wouldn't know until you knock out those doors. But... I don't know, it's hard. Being an immigrant is really difficult. Yeah. So 
I think finding a sense of community is really important for you not to feel alone. And when it comes to like the societal standards on what beauty is, that one you can't change. That's where you have to sort of like look for confidence like in yourself and believe that like black is beautiful. Oh, well, mm-hmm. she's not black. She's sounds like she's brown, but dark is beautiful. Like yeah. dark skinned, whatever, like <clears throat> if you're a darker skinned um, individual, um, it is like, I think you have to look within as cheesy as it sounds like the world will continue to knock us down if you're darker skin so you can't change what the world's perception of you is like so i just think that's where you have to step in for yourself unfortunately and that is why community community is important because they would remind you of these things once all those lies start to like trickle in but yeah this is really sad yeah shout out to all yeah it's really lonely Mm -hmm. and even sometimes as we have people now sometimes you just sit like especially now that your parents are gone yeah. You're like, oh my god, like I actually don't have my family here. Yeah. Um. So it can be very lonely, and I truly understand. Shout out to all the brave people that make the decision to, to move off. to a different Sorry. country mm-hmm. <laughs> for, like, just a better life and like a better opportunity, or just to pursue their dreams. Um. It is really brave of you, and I hope the journey gets easier. Yeah. And, sorry, I'm just looking again. She said that she doesn't, or they said that they don't know. Like, they're pretty shy. I, I think it's it's real, especially if you have, like, if it's social anxiety. I think that's, that's completely tough. hard. So I don't want to just gloss over that, that, like, it's easy to just, you know, make that community. But if it's just one person that you can sort of find or maybe start with, like, joining, like, if you have a hobby, try and, like, join maybe an online community from there and see where it goes or if you find one person in class and just stick to that person and then continue to hopefully build community. But yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's really, really. hard. Really? All right. Um, well, wishing love <clears throat> and light. So mine is a bit long. I think I just did the long ones. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my father it's not my fault he failed at his dream? Eh? Yeah. It's really giving back to us. I, 21 female, want to preface with that fact that I do love my father. That I do love my dad. However, I've reached my breaking point. Hey. <laughs> However, <laughs> my father has always had a passion for race car driving. My father finally found time and money, the time and money in his 30s, to pursue this dream seriously. He has a lot of trophies in the storage room of our house from his 10 years of racing, plus some VHS tapes. However, he never got to go pro because racing is expensive and a lot of what he was making back in racing in race in the races wasn't going back into his car and stuff as he had some substance abuse, um, a substance issues. He quit racing when I was five. Since my birth, he has directed his passion onto me, even more so since he quit racing. I was literally born while he was watching a rerun of one of his idols race races on the hospital TV in my mom's room, or so he says. He even named me after his idol's daughter, first mm. and middle name. Hmm. Yeah, I spent my entire life trying to get me into racing. 
While I admit some aspects are fun, especially riding shotguns at a drag race a couple of times, I have zero interest in racing, amateur or professional. Aside from just not having any particular desire to do it, it's dangerous as all hell. My father got injured a lot during his racing years and was almost burned alive once. No thanks. My father won't listen. I tell him he I tell him no, he tries to he tells me to try it. I tell him it's dangerous. He tells me about safety major um measures and how I won't care when I'm finally doing it. I tell him my passion is to be a novelist. He tells me either I can just novels on the side. My life has constantly my life has constantly been having racing and in quote get good grades shoved down my throat. Yesterday he called me to see how I was doing and I told him about some essays I have due soon and how I had some shitty customers at work and I was tired and stressed. How does he reply? By telling me I could just quit my job, drop out, move back in with him and start racing. He said he'd been putting money away from me whenever I'm ready to do it. I told him no and asked why he didn't just give me the money for college. In quote, I'm paying everything by myself and he's the only family member to not give or offer any financial help. He said, I'm clearly handling that fine, and this money is for my future career as the best female, is it NASCAR? Yeah, NASCAR. NASCAR driver. I told him that I didn't want to be a a race car driver and that he needed to stop pushing it on me, and it wasn't my fault he failed at his dream and I didn't exist for him to live vicariously through <laughs> racing, speaking of racing, through despite the fact that he clearly seems to think otherwise. He got defensive saying I was being a brat and out of line, then tried to laugh it off and I told him I needed to go. We said our goodbyes and hung up. My mom texted me today. She and my dad are, she and dad are amicable nowadays to tell me that Dad was hurt by what I said. I was feeling badly. I told her that he's been pushing my buttons for my entire life, and I've told him to stop politely, um, to stop politely every time, and it hasn't worked. Maybe I'm too angry to see it, but am I the a hole? I don't think so. Now is the time. Now is truly the time. Now is she's twenty one. He's what sixty. 59. What is he still doing? This father is chaotic. It's quite scary. Because he's like, oh, I've had money saved up for you when you want to come to your senses. But the college that you're going to, you will fund it yourself. Can you see? The fact that he named her first and middle name (laughs) for someone he idolized. Like, no, that's giving Please, you people don't let your parents force their dreams on you unless you have thought about it and it's your dream too. Do you get... That's very creepy. I don't like him. Very <laughs> creepy first that he named her after somebody he idolizes. And not somebody he idolizes, their do- the person's daughter. Yeah. Then he saved off a bunch of money mm-hmm. and would not help her pursue her own dreams. Um, and is watching her like buckle through mm-hmm. college. And when they were giving birth to her, to her what was he doing? Was watching it. That's actually problematic. Very, very problematic. Let people... And I find that sometimes if you ask people why they become parents... It's literally just... They do it like a Sims character. Yes. Literally just to create a life that works best for them and to their own benefit. Scary. Scary. Please focus on your own dreams. If you want to be a novelist, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an actor, whatever you want to be, people that are listening, please be what you want to be. Now, 
I understand if you have interest in what your parents have interest because they do inf- influence what you have mm-hmm. interest in in life. Yeah. It's the same reason why um, maybe it's me that not get the gene, but mm-hmm. my dad is an engineer. My mm-hmm. sisters um, want to go through that math, engineering, physics, science kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my calling. It is what it is, though. But it is what it is. As long as you're working your best to be good at what you want to become, mm-hmm. then free the guy. A hundred. I think it's... We can even continue have a conversation. Watching it she gets... <laughs> yeah, 60. That's why you keep watching. Until you're ready to buckle. Like, definitely... Yeah, I like how she told her dad off. I'm so sorry. Um, She's 21. And she's telling her dad that, oh, I have essays. and So you're really not even calling to ask how I'm doing. You just want to know if I've changed my mind. And to please you. And I think it's like a conversation um, of just parenting. Of just like, a lot of people want to have kids to... Some people don't know why they want to have kids. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they just want to have kids and hope to control their lives. Yeah. And th- like, you have to understand that these people are individuals at some particular point in life you have to let go of like what they want to do. I think understand when parents are trying to guide their kids and lead them into the right path, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Well, if the path itself isn't necessarily hurting anyone or like if it's not morally, if, if it's not immoral, like, and that's the thing. A lot of people have their own definition of what like good standards or like good values are. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's tricky. But this is literally a thing of like career path and you're literally pushing it down her throat. You named her after basically giving her own destiny that this is the path you must go. And I don't like it at all. And I just need parents to reconsider when they're having, or people to reconsider when they want to have kids. Like you're not having kids to like, they're not dolls that you can control like puppets. Do you get me? Mm. But I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? I love the common theme of boundaries here. Learning mm. how to send boundaries to your parents. I love that she, um, she's being clear every time um, with what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel like, especially when you have a parental figure, you feel like sometimes I should just bend to what they want. Um, I think boundaries is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would just one day have to learn to respect it. I can win foolish prices. <laughs> um, my last one is, you know how I mentioned at the start of this episode that it's been wedding season in my life. Everybody and their mommy is getting married. Um, and you know, you just hit that age where everybody is marrying. Everybody so I was like, you know what? Maybe I should find one on the theme of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one says, if... Um, am I the asshole if I refuse to be a bridesmaid in my best friend's wedding? Mm-hmm. Are you all ready for this? Oh, this one is longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm also going to cut it short. I've read some of it. I'm not going to read all her story. Um, but she said, I, 25-year-old female, recently learned that one of my best friends from college, mm-hmm. um, Lila, 25-year-old female, is engaged. I'm incredibly happy for her, and I was initially excited until she told me what her and her fiancé, fiance Ben, plans for the wedding. She gives a background story of how she met um, Lila in college, um, and the major thing is that once Lila started dating Ben, 
they got really into the show Game of Thrones. Hmm. They watched the series, read the books, and ever s- and even started dressing up for conventions. Hmm. I thought it was super sweet, but I'm also not much of a high fantasy person. I've heard that the show is heavy on gore and SA, which I have a lot of trouble sitting through. Lila did invite me once to a rewatch party she and Ben hosted the next year, 2021, but I declined and told her why. And she's not made efforts to get me interested since then and says she gets it. While I would definitely call Lila and Ben's interest for this show, why I would not call it obsessive, they, um, or why I'll call it obsessive, they don't push it into other people's um, throats. And it's not, cause issues so far when me and other friends aren't into in, into it. That being said, I'm worried that if I refuse to be the bridesmaid in this Game of Thrones-themed wedding, I'm worried she'll actually take it poorly. I don't know if this makes me an asshole, but I genuinely do not want to put my money to dress um, hair makeup for me to be styled as an imaginary character for a wedding. It feels ridiculous. She and her husband are going to be married dressed as their favorite characters. All the names are hard to keep up with. And the bridesmaids and the groomsmen will also be styled to look like other characters. And the guests will be asked to wear house of colors of the characters the bride and the grooms are dressed as, depending on which one is invited. We haven't been assigned characters yet, but I do not care and I do not want to do it. <laughs> I want Ben and Lila to have their special day, and I want it to be what they want, but I don't want to pay good money for what are essentially costumes of fake people. It feels, it feels weird, but I want to be supportive and not be a dick. Will I be an asshole if I backed out? Ah, oh, sorry. Hmm. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Girl, it's not your wedding. We had the costume. Oh, well. <laughs> really? Yes. Hmm. Like, I don't get it because, one, I understand that, like, if you look at the logistic of it and it's, like, very, very expensive mm-hmm. and your friend is asking you to fit the entire bill for mm-hmm. this expensive costume, then sure, I get it. But she's not asking you to watch the show. The things that trigger you about the show, she's not asking you to be a part of it. I don't know if it is like something like very, very morally mm-hmm. unethical per se. It is I a, mean she said essay, so that's where I'm like I mean she's not saying to go through like, yeah. essays. That's what I get. But I think that sometimes when some people just have like strong opinions on certain things. So that's where I'm like, I don't know if she would want to necessarily put herself so then the other opinion, the, the entire opinion would be, because this is not just the bride, she's not saying I don't want to be a bridesmaid because the guests are also going to be dressing up. So you're mm-hmm. not going to go to your best friend's wedding. I don't know. Some people have strong stance on things, but I would go. But again, I think it depends on how much she like really values those like standards of hers. Yeah, I guess if the issue is more about what is in the show and what the show stands for, mm-hmm. sure. 
But it just seems like she thinks it's just a dumb idea to dress up. Aside from that. Fair. Then I think she's just doing too much. Because, yeah, she said, like, oh, I didn't watch it mm-hmm. because I heard that it has heavy essay and everything. And that's fair. Mm-hmm. And so when the girl was doing her watch party and inviting people, had her partner were inviting people to come together and watch it in their house, she declined because she doesn't want to watch. Yeah. If there's going to be triggering, she doesn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're asking you to dress up as a character, you don't know the character, you don't know much about it. Um, what character they're going to even assign you for. Mm-hmm. And she's already speaking about it like, this is such a stupid idea. Who will want to dress up? Like, the way she's talking about it is more like, I it's think it's a stupid idea yeah. to dress up for a wedding. If that's what they want to do. Then that's what they want like, to I do. don't get the vibe. But if Moya woke up tomorrow and says she won... Everybody Barbie, everybody can. Hmm? Everybody, everybody Barbie, everybody can. Oh, I thought you said everybody Barbie your hair. Eh? No. I was like, girl... <laughs> no, 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 Like, no. if Moya wanted us to dress as like... A Disney character for a wedding or a show that she likes. Like, I might not be into the show, but if you love it, I love it for you. If that's mm. what you want your wedding to look like, like, I'm not going to, like, I don't have to engage in the triggering aspects of the show. And triggering aspects of the show. Yeah. Um, And it is, like, kind of fictional. It's a difference, like, if I'm asking you to dress up as, like, oh, let's say my the theme of my wedding is to dress up as, like, um, Hollywood characters, and I give you, I say, oh, Moyo, you, I want you to dress up like R. Kelly. <laughs> I just knew. I was like, that's where I gotta step to out. Be. I gotta step out. LOL. Or like, I, um, yeah, like, if I ask you to dress up as a real person that's, mm-hmm. what is that fictional characters? Girl, wear the clothes. Okay, I would, yeah. We had the clothes, but I think this one also put me on the fence. So you guys let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she should just go. Um, because like the option is not to go to your best friend's wedding. And that's your best friend. Like, there's no doubt. Like, I think weddings are like the, that's when you really know who your friends are. Yeah. Like, depending on who you want to invite. Just, just At least for me, I know there are, like in Nigerian community, a lot of people just invite any and everybody. Yeah. But for me, I think my wedding is that place where I'm like, if I don't invite people to that wedding, it's because I don't think there's a close connection. Not necessarily because I hate anybody, but it's like, if I invite you, if I am extending an invitation, I automatically think you're important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, very. So I'm like, if I invite you and then you say no, then I'm like, ah, you clearly don't rate me. So. And then if it's, it's about finances. If it's like you're gonna to have to buy this costume that's gonna be very, very expensive, then that's a conversation you can have with your friend. Like, okay, this seems like if I wanna do the real deal, mm-hmm. it's gonna be very expensive. Is there a way I can chip this out? Yeah. Like, you get a cheap costume and stuff, or is it something that is gonna be on the bridesmaid fund yeah. that you're gonna be covering? That is understandable. But if mm-hmm. you just think it's a dumb idea, girl, wear the clothes. Damn. <laughs> dress up as the characters smile and celebrate your friends take pictures have a great time eat food drink some wine and then you never have to watch the show ever in your life (laughs) so people are too much okay um so my last one again i'm kind of upset because all my stories that i actually wanted to go into yeah they got taken out by reddit like today like literally as i started recording but luckily I brought backups. 
<laughs> so this one is also wedding related. Um, but I might be asshole for not telling my ex-wife I got married again. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I, 28 male, was married to my ex-wife for two years before we divorced because I realized I was gay. I had been out as bi. Sorry, read that sentence again. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I, 28 male, mm-hmm. was married to my ex-wife for two years before we... Before we divorced because I realized I was gay. Mm. I had been out as bi from age 16 as I knew I liked men but also liked women. However, I realized when I was 24 that I didn't like women. So I told my wife I wanted a divorce. But oh, when said, you realized he didn't like women, he was with his wife. So I told my wife I wanted a divorce, but said I was happy to co-parent our one-year-old. She agreed. We both lived in London until recently I moved to Switzerland to live with my now husband, and we got married there. I didn't invite my ex as she had a new boyfriend who me and our little boy don't like, and I knew he would definitely say something homophobic at the wedding. I have complete custody of our son as he wanted to live with me and my ex agreed. Now, our son was at the wedding. I looked so smart, so I sent photos to my ex, and she started messaging me and calling me, telling me I am so rude for not inviting her or even telling her, and she did. She wanted our son back with her. I said no, and now all her family are messaging me saying I'm an asshole and should have told her. I don't know if I am or not. Notes, the agreement about custody was in court, and she knew at the time I had a fiancé, so I don't know what she was expecting to happen in the future. I am editing this post to just give some more information that people might need. My son is five currently. He was one when we divorced. My son visits her all summer and some school breaks. Also in the UK, they asked my son who he wanted to live with, but that was only a bit of the reason I got custody. Also, I sent the photos with a message that said, look how smart he looks at my wedding. So I told her in the message. So is he the asshole for not telling his ex-wife? Or not inviting his ex-wife to his wedding. This one, I'm a little on fence. I don't think you have to invite her. She doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But I think that it is a major change and an, technically an addition into her son's life. Yeah, 100. And so she needs to know that you're my, literally my son is going to have another legal guardian. Mm-hmm. I and think... So, mm-hmm. I think she should have been aware. Does she need to be there? No. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm really scared. <laughs> For what? Okay, so they got divorced at 24, which means, and they were married for two years. That means they got married at 22. Yeah, pretty young. It's just like, I'm, I, just, mm. I just think of the fact of being married. And, one and then my partner just comes and tells me that not only do I not just want to be with you, I actually don't even like women in the first place. I don't even like you. You hate me? I hate you and your coochie. Girl, that's scary. You just wake up one day and like, and obviously I don't think it's just one day, but that's my biggest fear. That like one day my partner... No, because it's not one day for the person who's going through the journey. It's one day for me. Yeah, it's one day for you. Maybe. Maybe it was not one day. Maybe they knew. But like Ross and... (laughs) Is this Susan? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they knew, but... That's scary. I don't think she needs to be there. She doesn't have any business in your wedding. But like this is also a change in your son's life. Your son is going to now have 
um, an adult that's going to be present in their life mm-hmm. full time, especially because um, the he's living with the son is living with like um, full custody. Yeah. Um, so this person is going to actually be in your son's life. Yeah. Full time. I think a heads up would have been nice. And just a conversation of like, just even boundaries, all these things. Those are just conversations to have when you co-parent. I think knowing myself, I like, I like, I'm sort of a people pleaser at times, not every time, but, in this situation, I think I would have just invited a person. Oh, uh, no. Especially because, no, just a courtesy invite and hope to God that they would say no. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. But especially if the person was not, it doesn't sound like they're on bad terms. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I would just do it like, oh, like we're getting married, X, Y, Z. If you'd like to come, please let me know. Like, I wouldn't, I'm I wouldn't actually. But I'll have a conversation. Just like, you I'm just like, oh, married. like, I'm getting married. If you'd like to come, let me know. And then I feel like if I say it that way, they'll be more inclined to, be, to think about it. Like, oh, let me know. And true, like, happy married life type thing. Oh. And it's just like, oh, now this person. Because she knew that they were engaged. Yeah, so she knew the marriage. So, they, exactly. Only she was praying for their downfall. <laughs> but anyway. I think I would have invited just out of courtesy and hope to God, which is where. I don't learn my boundaries. Good luck to everybody involved. You know what? It is what it is. Co- co-parenting is tough. It is. Switzerland and London. Yeah. Wow. Co-parenting is tough. Shout out to everybody who does it and tries to do it well for their children. Mine is that he said that he was gay later. Yeah. Anyway, people do, co- like, they realize things later, I guess. It's just a little scary that things can just change. Like, especially when people get married for, like, first time. Yeah. I don't think people understand what, what they mean. Like, oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with you because so many things can happen for the rest of your life. You get. The people in this apartment that ride Apologies. the motorcycles, you, can, you guys can hear that, sorry, but there's nothing we can do about it. We can't cut it out. They are out. fast and furious in this area. Race car, man. But that is every story. Wow. This wine is hitting, can't lie. Yeah, the wine is really hitting. <laughs> <laughs> your, your eyes, they're Stop sparkling. <laughs> they're sparkling. They're, gr- they're glossy red. Hi. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun recording this episode. Reddit stories are always fun because it's just an opportunity to kiki, haha. Chaotic. Yeah. See, are you, you're the one that brought the chaos today. No, I really didn't. I brought chilled, like... Hot woman. Oh my gosh, ones I wanted to bring that got like taken down. I had one with like um a lady who was basically she was a full housewife. Yeah. And she was spending like maxing out the credit card. Oh Jesus. And the husband caught her and was like, Bro, you can't just be buying Gucci and maxing out everything. And she's like, I'm doing real work taking care of the ladies. So I think it would have been really fun to get like a finance like type perspective on mm. everything. Anyway, maybe another time. Maybe if maybe well, next if season. they have more issues but and they don't take it down. Anyway. Maybe next season. I hope you exactly. guys enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. I hope um you people are not having chaotic life experiences that's taking you to Reddit to go and share it mm. with Beyonce's internet. Um, but we will see you in the next episode as always. But before that, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Peas in a Podcast. On Instagram, you find us at Peas 
in a podcast.tm mm-hmm. on Twitter, peas in a pod underscore TM. And make sure you're following us on Spotify, subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Please leave a review, let us know, and rate us five over five. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, rate us, leave a review, let us know what we're doing right. Um, make sure you engage with us on Instagram. That's our main place where we get to speak with you and post all of our content and share what's coming um yeah but yeah that's yeah cool. don't forget to get your book mm-hmm. honey, honey and, spice. and spice um we're gonna start reading it about a week after you hear this podcast yeah um, and we're so excited about that but that's about it love Peace and life out. bye bye bye